It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. I think most of you know the drill. Bunch of different podcasts. Andrew Brandt was fantastic today, breaking down the Deshaun Watson situation, which remains the biggest outstanding issue in the NFL as it relates to the season, as it relates to betting for the Even Money podcast, as it relates, quite frankly, to fantasy football. Last week, we went over the... Interesting ADP fits in rounds one, two, three. Essentially, the guys that Joe Dolan thought were underrated and overrated based on their current ADP. We can't just do the first three rounds, though. So today, we're going to dive into rounds four through, I don't know, maybe four through eight, maybe four through ten. I'm, of course, at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, He is at FG underscore Dolan because he's a fantasy gangster for fantasypoints.com where you all can, should, and hopefully already do or will put in the code 22FEAST so you can go ahead and get a little something-something discount and get all of the fantasy football information your heart could ever desire. It's all there. They have a staff of zillions uh, and Joe is not just a fantasy gangster. He's tough as nails. He is playing hurt today, but we are going to battle through this because you need your ADP takeaways from the great Joe Dolan. How are you, Joe? Uh, Ross, I feel fine. I don't sound great. Let's put it that way. Um, I've been working out, like all that stuff. I've been exposed to COVID, haven't tested positive, uh, uh, I, I don't know. It'd be it, it's a heck of a coincidence. Let's put it that way. Yeah, um, so I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I'll see how I can do. Fortunately, the next couple, I, I well, your, your offensive line rankings are coming up, and that's your show. So we'll, we'll. I, I'm glad for that. Let's, uh, let's just hunker down here, and I'll, I'll try to maybe you know maybe this could be a good thing, Ross, because I tend to yell sometimes. Maybe, maybe this will be a good restraint exercise for me here today. Love it. So here's what we'll do. Um, we're going to dive into round four. And essentially what this is, is Joe's thoughts, Joe's wisdom on certain guys in, in each round that jump out to him, either being too high or too low for whatever reason. So let's just dive right into it, Joe, with round four. Yep. Um, okay, so I'm looking at DraftKings ADP right now, and one guy who stands out who is not going to be going at the end of round four for much longer on many sites, at least in leagues where there's money on the line, is Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills. Now, he is the guy this year who everybody loves for fantasy football. No, Nobody's going to be out there saying, oh, well, 
nobody's going to be out there taking a victory lap on Gabriel Davis. Let's put it that way, because everybody is in on Gabe Davis. He had the four touchdown game against Buffalo in the play against Kansas city in the playoffs. He's now the number two on the pass happiest offense in the entire NFL. Everybody on planet earth is expecting Gabriel Davis to take a big leap forward. I have seen him go on some drafts on some other sites in the middle of the third round, ahead of guys like T. Higgins, ahead of guys like Keenan Allen. That just shows you where the hype is on Ahead Gabriel of Keenan Allen? Yes, that's where the hype is on Gabriel Davis right now. That it, It's through the roof. Through the roof, Ross. And I'm kind of in on it. Like, I think I've said this. Uh, God, I do so many podcasts, but it might have been on this podcast a couple of months ago. Watching Gabe Davis highlights, like, I don't want to miss the T.O. with Jerry Rice breakout, right? On, like, the the pass-happy offense, they have the number one, the established number one, but then the big guy comes in and he starts to take over and he starts to establish himself. I don't want to miss on that breakout. The problem is you're going to have to pay for that breakout. In your home league, Maybe people who don't pay as much attention as the sickos who are playing best ball in April, May, June, and July do. You might be able to get Gabriel Davis a little bit later in your draft. And I would make sure I get him in every league like that. It's just the the cost right now is going to be restrictive for me to be overexposed to Gabriel Davis. But I do love him. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, I like Gabe Davis too. But I had a Keenan Allen. I don't know, uh, man. Now, I'm just – I'm throwing out, Ross, an extreme example, but it just goes to show you where people are viewing Gabriel Davis right now. Like, that – the 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 train has left the station on Gabe Davis. Like, it, 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 it if you think it's going to be cost-restrictive to invest, then – I don't, I don't blame you for that at this point. But uh, he fits the profile I'm looking for as a breakout receiver. So, wow. So you're still taking him at that ADP? Uh, I'm taking him in the fourth round, yes. Um, I was much more in earlier when he was a six, fifth or sixth round pick. But, again, there's plenty of more established names getting drafted around him. Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Terry McLaren, and Allen Robinson. Now, here is where you start to understand a little bit of the Gabe Davis hype, though, okay? Because when you're looking at those guys, Deontay Johnson's got a new quarterback. Is Kenny Pickett and or Mitchell Trubisky going to gravitate towards Deontay Johnson in the way that Ben Roethlisberger did? You look at DJ Moore, well, as of right now, Sam Darnold's his quarterback and Sam Darnold stinks. Terry McLaren's got a new quarterback. Carson Wentz, fortunately... Um, Ross, we can now say Terry McLaurin is extended, so he will be with Washington for the for the time being. That kind of locks in that ADP. I expect, it, if anything, his ADP is going to go up now that his situation is more solidified. But Carson Wentz, you know, not the most accurate of passers. Allen Robinson is the interesting one here to me going ahead of Gabe Davis. Yes, he has a new quarterback, but it's the best quarterback he's ever had. Allen Robinson looked like he checked out last year. So Allen Robinson is one of those fourth-round picks who, uh, in, in many drafts, he's going after Gabriel Davis, and I think that's a nice little pivot play. Somebody who people are more down on because of what he did last year, 
but he's in a better situation, and there's a chance Allen Robinson puts up some really nice numbers in L.A. So what Joe's essentially saying is Gabe Davis is hired and for his fantasy football team, and he didn't even have to create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs, which is what you should do to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. They've got these simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Look, it's rated number one by small businesses in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your job for free. Terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Apply. Joe, we move on. We move on to round five. Who's jumping out to you there? Okay. There is a player who's ADP in round five on DraftKings I absolutely abhor. Let's see if you can guess, Ross. He is a big-name wide receiver in a new town with an elite quarterback. He signed a one-year deal. Big-name receiver, new town Elite, Elite quarterback. quarterback. But um, I hate his ADP. Give me more hints. He has a hyphenated name. Valdez Scantling? No. Same team. Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, gosh. I was going to say, I, I didn't hate- think. I don't know if Valdez Scantling's big name or not. No, I hate this ADP. He is a fifth round pick. Let me let let's let's compare him to Valdez Scantling, who right now is an eighth round, ninth round pick. I would take Valdez Scantling at that ADP 100 times out of 100 over Juju Smith Schuster. And this just goes back to all the discussions we've had around free agency. The NFL has told you what the, it thinks of Juju Smith Schuster for one reason or the other. I know he's put up big numbers in the past, but he's entered the offseason as a very productive young wide receiver two years in a row and had to settle for one-year deals. Juju Smith-Schuster carries a much higher reputation in fantasy football circles than he does in real football circles. He is going multiple rounds ahead of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, despite getting a shorter deal for less money than Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Let that happen. Let it happen. 
Juju is way too expensive on all websites right now. I'm looking at some of the other players going in the fifth round on DraftKings. Brandon Cooks. Give me Brandon Cooks all day, every day over Juju Smith-Schuster. Give me Jerry Judy all day, every day over Juju Smith-Schuster. Give me Amari Cooper all day, every day. Give me Amon Ross St. Brown all day, every day. And all of these guys are going after Juju on DraftKings right now. Doesn't make sense to me. I... I understand people are are gravitating towards the 100-catch season, but this is a guy we know has bad medicals. Um, He's now on a team that spent a second-round pick on a wide receiver, who, by the way, he's not the number one target on his team because we know that's Travis Kelsey. Marquez Valdez-Scantling got more money than him. I'm, I'm not investing in Juju at that price. The price is way too high for me. Why do you think... Do you think like his social media stuff? Like, why do you think he's so popular? I don't like. Uh, well, I, well, for for Juju, well, I think it's because he had the great seasons. I'm, I'm hold on. I'm right now. I'm just going and getting his numbers. Um, uh, he had he had his great seasons at a young age. So like that's a huge breakout like indicator, right? Like he's. He's 20 years old, and he's catching 58 passes as a rookie, seven touchdowns. Then he catches 111 in his second year. But then since then, he's had the injuries. He hasn't been as productive. My, I, like, I don't know. There's, I don't dislike Juju Smith-Schuster. He seems like a really awesome guy. It's just that people view that name going to Kansas City, and they see him playing with Patrick Mahomes, and they're like, oh, my God, I got to draft this guy when I just think there's way more appealing options. It is so easy, actually, to stack Patrick Mahomes for best ball because you could stack him with Valdez Scantling so cheaply. Sky Moore's a little expensive. I haven't invested a lot in Sky Moore just because he's a rookie, but Juju is not the guy I'll be stacking with Mahomes. I think he's way too expensive. Let's keep it moving and get to round six. Is there a, is there a round six guy, Joe? Yeah, so Jalen Hurts is going off in round six, and he's going to end up being my most drafted quarterback again. Um, the one receiver who stands out right now to me at a round six ADP is Rashad Bateman. Like, I, I understand the Ravens' offense seems like it's going backwards right now, okay? It looks like they're going to be back to being a run-heavy kind of offense. It looks like they're going to go back to like what worked in Lamar Jackson's MVP season. But I remember I blew your mind uh, a few weeks ago when I told you that Marquise Brown was top 10 in the NFL in targets last season. Somebody's got to get those targets on the perimeter, and I think Rashad Bateman's going to be the guy. I want Rashad Bateman at this price. I See, there's guys – I mentioned Gabriel Davis earlier as a guy I love, but he's too expensive for me to have on all my best ball teams. It's just not going to work. There's too many other guys going in that range that I love. But if I can get Rashad Bateman in the sixth round – I would take him in every draft. Like that's a price where it's not restrictive. You could stack him with Lamar Jackson or not. I don't know, man. That with, with the opportunity coming to him, I think that is a fantastic spot for Bateman. I'm I'm surprised he's going behind Juju Smith Schuster. It, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. Dumb. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I would take knowing what I know or think I know, I would take Rashad I mean, Bateman over Juju Smith Schuster any day of the week. And I mean, look, even if it flips where Bateman's going where Juju is going now, like right now, the ADP I'm looking at for DraftKings has Juju pick 54, Bateman pick 63. You flip those and it's still not big enough a gap. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, by the way, what you said about Jalen Hurts. I'm surprised Jalen's not going higher. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think the one thing people might be a little concerned about is if they come out throwing the ball a lot again and he struggles, they could go to Minshew. And I think that's a legitimate concern, but I do also believe they're going to give Hurts every single opportunity. Like, he'd have to fail spectacularly to get benched. And – Knowing Hurts, he puts the work in. I don't expect that's going to happen quickly, if at all. Joe, I'm going to lunch today with a former teammate of mine. And guess what I'm wearing? A bold button-down from Express. Because you can find statement shirts in bright colors, prints that pop, lightweight fabrics. I've got the shorts on, the chino shorts on, but the bold button-down from Express with a former teammate who just so happens to have to do business in central Pennsylvania. It'll be awesome. I'll ask him, I guess, today whether or not it's, he's cool with me saying that he's in town and went to lunch. I'm sure he is. But at any rate, you can find something for every destination, like I did for lunch today at Express online or in store. All right. We did round four. It was Gabe Davis. We like we did round five. It was Juju Smith-Schuster. We didn't. Round six, we like Rashad Bateman. Keep it going, Joe. Round seven. Um, so we're starting to get to the point where there's more guys that you really like as opposed to guy. Because once you get to round seven, eight, nine, stuff like that, it's more all a matter of preference because all these guys have warts. But let me get to a couple of guys I really like. Uh, a couple of uh, – well, first and foremost – there's a running back going in round seven who I understand why he pisses everybody off. And that's why he's a seventh round pick. But Miles Sanders is a really good low RB two. If you're kind of doing a hero running back strategy or a really good RB three in the seventh round. Look, even though we expect the Eagles to throw the ball more, which they will, they have an elite offensive line. Ross, I'm sure we'll be getting to that in future weeks on the podcast. Um, and when Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, the run game is always going to be a foundational aspect of what you do. Miles Sanders in the seventh round is somebody I'll be investing in if I need a running back at that point. But there's a couple of wide receivers going in the back end of round seven, uh, top end of round eight that I really like. And that is Alan Lazard of Green Bay and, and Russell Gage of Tampa Bay. Now, Russell Gage is somebody I would like to say that maybe I helped move the ADP on because – when he first signed with Tampa Bay, he was going in the hundreds. And I'm like, that's so dumb. They gave him a nice contract. Tampa Bay supported three number one wide receivers last year. And Chris Godwin might not be ready for the season. Give me all the Russell Gage. Well, now he's kind of a seventh, eighth round pick, which I think is still a really great ADP to invest on him. There is a chance, a chance. Look, Mike Evans, I think, is a good bet to lead the NFL in receiving yards at this stage. But I think there's a chance Russell Gage leads the Buccaneers in catches. DraftKings is a full PPR site. 
add up, like, you know, like put the pieces together. Alan Lazard going at the end, uh, going right there. He, he's the most experienced wide receiver who has a pulse, meaning not Randall Cobb, on this Green Bay team, and he's playing with the two-time reigning MVP. I mean, that, again, add up the pieces. That's why I'm investing in Alan Lazard. And their second-round pick, by the way, Christian Watson, is raw. Um, Christian Watson's super gifted. Um, I, I think Christian Watson could catch 20 passes this year and still become a really good receiver down the road. Maybe he surprises me, but Alan Lazard at this stage is the most experienced young receiver on this team. And when he's playing with Aaron Rodgers, I want to invest in that. I can see the Alan Lazard um, for sure. That's interesting to me about your boy, Russell Gage. You know, Joe, you have somehow mentioned Russell Gage, I think, every single episode. We've got to get him on the since podcast. He signed with them in free agency. Yeah, we got to get him on the podcast, man. I like I feel like maybe I had something to do with his ADP moving, but it's still in an appealing spot. Um I, that certainly a guy who I'd be willing to take on a large volume of my teams. Um yeah. Um I think it's pretty uh I think it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm surprised he's going that low, to be honest with you, especially with as much as you've hyped him up. Yeah, um, that, that's – look, it, it, he's not a big-name guy, you know, so I I don't know, a guy playing with Tom Brady with Chris Godwin potentially missing time at the start. Of, hell, even if Godwin doesn't, when Antonio Brown still had his wits about him last season, this was a team that had three number one receivers for fantasy. There's a lot of upside for Russell Gage at his ADP. And frankly, not a whole lot of downside because at the least, I think he'll be a five-catch, 50-yard kind of guy. And you always need those for fantasy. All right, let's dive into round eight, Joe. And anybody jumping out at you there? Yeah, there's first and foremost, this is round eight, round nine is kind of where um, Valdez Scantling is going. Um, again, a receiver I'll take on every team at that price. This is a good round to kind of get your quarterback if you've been waiting. Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, very good veteran options there. If you want to shoot for the moon, here is where Trey Lance is getting drafted. And Trey Lance, with each passing day, I, I mean, they still haven't like fully committed to him, you know, because Jimmy G's still there. But it was difficult for them to trade Jimmy G this offseason because of the surgery. It looks like everything's pointing to Trey Lance being the starting quarterback for the 49ers. That's a guy who's got the chance to lead quarterbacks in rushing or at least be close to where Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts are going to be. That's the kind of quarterback you want to draft if you want to take down a large field best ball tournament because he's got serious upside. Um, I know it didn't work out last year, but it does look like he's going to be the starter this year, and there's a lot of upside there. Joe, you really think – Especially after they trade Jimmy, you really think they're going to run Trey Lance that much? I hope so. I mean, look, it's a, it's a run-first offense. We know Shanahan loves that run game. We know he loves the zone run game. The, I think the offense has to be fundamentally different, okay? Jimmy Garoppolo is a very different talent from Trey Lance, and I think based on Trey Lance's production last year and his two starts, the rushing production has a chance to really explode for him. I think he's got – High-end upside as a as a running quarterback. He's got high-end upside as a fantasy quarterback. We'll see what his upside is as a uh, as a uh, actual NFL quarterback. But this is a guy who, in his two starts last year, ran for a combined 120 yards. 
at 60 yards per game. You take 10 off of that 50 yards per game. That's 850 over a 17 game season. Take 20 off of that. That's 680 over a 17 game season. That's a lot of production on the ground. Yeah. Wow. It certainly is. That's really interesting um, that that's where he's going. That's like, who would you rather have Dak Prescott, Stafford or Trey Lance? See, now you're getting into a philosophical discussion with me. Who do I? Oh, it's best ball. You're trying to win. Go right, right, right. So in a in a large field tournament, Trey Lance. But if I had already drafted Ceedee Lamb in the second round, Dak Prescott. If I had already drafted Cooper Cup in the first round or Allen Robinson in the fourth round, I'd probably rather have Matthew Stafford. If I have Debo Samuel or George Kittle, then I definitely would rather have Lance. And if I have none of the above. Let's put it that way. Let's just say I, I don't have the CD Lamb stack. I don't have the Cup stack. I don't have the Debo stack. And then I want to go in with my naked quarterback. I'd rather have Lance because that's the upside with Trey Lance that I just don't think. Stafford never ran. Prescott doesn't run all that much anymore. I'll take Lance in that in that situation. All right, last but not least, round nine, Joe. Yeah, so let's go. Um, there are some stupid ADPs here. Um, I, I fully expect Kenneth Walker is going to rise big time at, at this spot. That's just that it's dumb. It's too low. Um, there are some ADPs here that just do not make sense to me. James Cook, I really like as a round nine guy. Um, I think the ADP is fair for Chris Olave um, at this stage, but he he's not a guy I've been drafting a ton of because. Based on their off off season, and you know, hopefully Michael Thomas is back. But based on their off season, going and getting Thomas, or, or rather, hopefully Thomas comes back, going and getting Jarvis Landry. I don't think New Orleans views Chris Olave as a guy they need to be a volume receiver. And I think Chris Olave, excuse me, could go fifty catches for seven hundred and seventy five yards and five touchdowns and give them everything they expected, but he wouldn't be all that great for fantasy. Not really a guy I've been drafting a ton of. Um, but th- this is where you're looking at guys with warts. Canarius Tony, who has a lot of upside. I can sign off on that pick, by the way. You know, I know people are down on him for obvious reasons, but we did see that he's got a lot of ability if he can keep his head on straight and, and if he can um, and if he can stay healthy. So that's a guy I could sign off at this ADP. Yeah, uh, well, listen, you're going for upside. You're going for big plays. You're betting on Brian Dayball getting the ball in his hands a lot, which makes a lot of sense. It also makes a lot of sense to check out Joe on social media, at FG underscore Dolan. I can't highly recommend fantasypoints.com enough. Make sure when you go to subscribe, you use the code 22FEAST. But it is a veritable treasure trove of information where you can get anything and everything you want to get you ready for your fantasy football draft, which is exactly what season it is right now. You can also always check us out on YouTube if you'd like, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, which is also where we post the highlight clips of the other shows. Or you can follow us at Ross Tucker Pod on Twitter or Instagram to see what we deem to be the best of the best for the other shows. Other than that, 
I am so excited to get into the O-line rankings the next two weeks because it's finally my time to shine, finally my area of expertise, and I can finally add some value. Get fired up. First two weeks of July, we are doing O-line rankings, which do matter for fantasy football, and Joe will explain next week. So you don't want to miss it. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.